0: hey everybody it's father edward looney from how they love mary and if you are looking for a great gift for confirmation or first communion might i recommend to you sock religious i know someone that recently got confirmed they chose saint joseph as their confirmation saint and i bought them a pair of saint joseph socks from sock religious they make the perfect gift they are a fun gift and a gift that they will wear and hopefully they'll wear them to church if you want more information about sock religious Find the link in the show notes and help to support the show, How They Love Mary. Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. And today I'm happy to be speaking to a priest named Father Quan Tran. He is a priest for the Diocese of Orange in California and is currently a parochial vicar at St. Bonaventure Parish in Huntington Beach. He is also the secretary to the pastoral provision for Bishop Kevin Vaughn. And very happy to be speaking with him because he wrote a book that is— of interest to me as a Marian theologian and scholar, uh, and one that promotes Marian devotion. His book is titled The Imitation of Mary, Keys to Growth in Virtue and Grace. It's available from Sophia Institute Press. And today we're going to talk with Father Quan about some of the points that he makes in his book so that we might imitate Mary and unlock those doors with those keys that Mary offers us. So welcome to How They Love Mary, Father Quan Tran.
1: Oh, thank you, Father Ed, for having me on your show. I'm excited to be with you.
0: Yeah, so, you know, we talk about the imitation of Mary, and we know that there is um, the imitation of Christ, uh, a very noted person. It's a classical uh, book in Catholic spirituality written by Thomas Akempis. And so the imitation of Christ, I think even someone put out years ago an imitation of Mary kind of along that line. But here you are, you're giving us this new version of the imitation of Mary in the ways in which you've reflected upon it. So um, maybe just the first thing, I saw that you have an STL, a license in sacred theology. Just wondering what your specialty is, what your topic for your thesis might have been.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, it's actually Actually, I, um, you know, my bishop at the time uh, wanted me to study um, ecumenism and interreligious dialogue. And, uh, you know, we, we make the promise of uh, obedience to our bishop. And so that's what I studied. But my heart was always in spirituality. And, uh, and so my uh, yeah my uh, my thesis back then I believe was something about the uh, the Quran. So I studied uh, Islam and the Quran and and what it says about religious freedom. So it's 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 very different um, than than this book. But I think you know there there's still a connection there because um, even with Islam there is a veneration for our Blessed Mother, um, but you know not not in the same way as 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 we Catholics venerate her, of course.
0: So you write the book, The Imitation of Mary. Now, I've written a few books myself. I wrote a book called A Heart Like Mary's. I wrote A Lenten Journey with Mother Mary. And really, when you write a book, there's always kind of the, the genesis of it, the beginning, the inspiration that says, this is the book I want to write. So what made you say, I want to write The Imitation of Mary? Right. I think, I
1: think, um, like many of us, we want to grow in holiness. And, um, and we and so i i do a lot of spiritual reading and looking for ways to grow in hope holiness to imitate the saints and and so on and then um you know i I realize our uh, you know our blessed mother is is the model of perfection she is the most perfect of all disciples and uh, jesus tells us to behold your mother right behold and she and he gives um his own mother to be our mother and so he wants us to behold her to imitate her to love her and venerate her and to accept her and so um you know and she is full of grace you know she is uh, full of grace and and i i see that she responded to grace perfectly you know mary had free will and she um, and you know she could have said no to to, to god at, at some point but she never did she always responded to grace perfectly and so looking at our blessed mother uh, what we know about her in scriptures and also in tradition and, and so on and um i you know I, I identified maybe 12 qualities
0: that of mary that we can imitate uh, in order to grow in holiness and perfection In the subtitle, it says, keys to growth in virtue and grace. And we can look to Mary and quite readily we see that Mary is a person who was virtuous. So lots of people like to talk about her humility, for example. She said, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. So she makes herself a servant. We talk about her obedience; that could be a a virtue. We could say we talk about her purity. So she is the immaculate one. She is generous and charitable. So she has a lot of the virtues. And what are some of the virtues that you think we can look to Mary to grow in ourselves?
1: Right. Um, You know, one. You know, one is um, abandonment to divine providence. You know, I think that's especially relevant nowadays with all that's happening in our world. Um, so Mary, you know, of course, was, was uh, she, you know, she suffered a lot in, in her life and um it, it, her life was not not easy, you know. From from the very start, uh, King Herod wanted to kill Jesus and uh, the infant Jesus, and they had to uh, leave and go go to Egypt. And even giving birth, you know, she's nine months pregnant, and they have to go to uh, Bethlehem to enroll. And uh, they and they there was no room for them at the end, and they have to give you know give birth in a stable with animals and so on. But she always surrendered to divine providence, knowing that everything was within God's providence, and. And to um, follow his plan, not to not to not to oppose it, not to get angry or upset but no it's to surrender to divine providence even at you know, at the foot of the cross especially at the foot of the cross seeing seeing her own flesh and blood being being tortured and crucified uh, we can imagine the pain that mary went through yet she accepted all that as part of god's will as his you know his his work of, of redemption and so i think that's one quality that we can definitely uh, learn to uh to imitate and to cultivate is this abandonment. Abandonment to divine providence in our life.
0: Most definitely. And you know, there's you talk about reading the spiritual classics, and there's that book by Jean-Pierre Cassade called Abandonment to Divine Providence. And kind of a funny little anecdote, but I was on a retreat. It was, you know, you went to seminary, I went to seminary, and they would have retreats, usually at the beginning of the year. And I was going into this retreat and I said, you know, a lot of the time I focus on Mary. That's what my specialty, that's what I like focusing on. I said, you know what? I'm going to pick up a different book. I'm just going to read a spiritual classic that has nothing to do with the Blessed Mother. So I pull off Pierre Cassade's Abandonment to Divine Providence, and on page one, there was a reference to Mary, and I'm like, see, she wouldn't abandon me, (laughs) you know, she was right there (laughs) with me in that spiritual reading that I made during my uh, retreat. Uh, Now, did that book, for example, did that spiritual classic form any of your understanding about Mary's abandonment to divine providence?
1: Yes, yes, Um, you know, as like you said, it's a spiritual classic, and um and, um, uh, yeah, so when, when, when I first read that book, it, it really changed my world completely, you know, and, um, I, you know, I, I, went through a, a reconversion, if you will, as well, you know, growing up Catholic, I kind of drifted away and then I kind of had a, a, a conversion experience. And, and when I read that book, yes, it just changed my world to see that, oh, everything is with, within God's providence and we don't need to get upset or, uh, um, but but we can try to see God's will in all things and just to abandon and surrender and how, and how we can experience that peace if only we can trust in the Lord and to surrender and to conform our will to his will. So, yes, so that book uh, played a, a big part in, in um, my understanding and my writing of this book.
0: I definitely think Mary, as you mentioned, can help us grow in virtue, but I think she also shows us how it is we ought to live our life. She gives us an example. She was a fellow pilgrim here on earth, and I think you draw that out in the sections of your book. You talk about having confidence in God being grateful and praising God having joy in the Lord all of these things are ways in which we want to live our life and to have those attributes be a part of us so maybe how has Mary helped you to live your life as a disciple of the Lord
1: right yes yeah. so these are yeah these are qualities that we need to cultivate you know we and we learn so much about Mary in in her magnificat um, she doesn't say a lot in scriptures, but whatever she says reveals a lot about her, her soul and her priority. And uh, we hear from the Magnificat, her praising the Lord and being filled with gratitude and being filled with joy. You know, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, you know, for he has done great things uh, for his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And so, so that is, um, and so that's something that that I, I try to practice myself, um, just to be joyful, um, to be grateful, and to praise the Lord uh, rather than, you know, get caught up in the, the difficulties of life or the burdens of life. And we, we forget that we're, we're made for this fullness of life, that, you know, Jesus came so that we may have this fullness of life and experience his joy. And um, and so that's what I I try to cultivate in my life. You know, as as priests, you know, we we want to bear witness to the gospel, to the good news, and um, and um, and by being joyful and by being grateful and being fully alive, um, you know, speaks volume about, about Christ and and His kingdom.
0: One of the sections you have in your book is mortification. And, you know, the season of Lent is coming up pretty soon, and people will take on additional penances. And I'm always reminded of what Our Lady told the children in Fatima, that they had to do penance. And she taught them the prayer, Jesus, I do this out of love for you and for the conversion of sinners. And how is it that Mary teaches us to have that spirit of mortification?
1: Right. So I, um, you know, reading about Mary and uh, a lot of it from tradition and the mystics and so on. You know, we, um, you know, the saints say that Mary, you know, lived a very a simple life, uh, a poor life. And, and that makes sense. You know, the holy family wasn't living in luxury or anything like that. And when when they, and we, when they, um, presented Jesus at the temple, you know, they, they offered two, uh, I think two turtle doves or, or two pigeons rather than a lamb. So that says a lot about the family that, that they, they're not, they're not, the, there wasn't a, a wealthy family. So so live to live simply, to live um, poor, um, to give away what we have, and to, to mortify ourselves. And so I, I also learned about Mary's diet, too, from some of the mystics. And, you know, they say that she, you know, she abstained from meat and, and, and other things. So her, her meals were very, very simple and, and plain. And, um, and, and, um, and so things like that, um, and, you know, her telling the children of Fatima, you know, that we do have to Practice mortification, penances, self-denial, um, in, in order for you know to to um, to make our 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 prayers more efficacious, to to help convert sinners, but also to um, to um, uh, increase our self-will as well. You know, in in our world. It's uh, easy to just give in to whatever impulse or desire, but that that that'll lead us astray. So Mary is telling us no. We have to exercise self constraint, uh, exercise dif- discipline, uh, self denial, um, to for to, to in order to uh, have more self control, in order to resist temptations, and but also to contribute to the, uh, the the redemption and sanctification of the world.
0: And one of the ways that we experience that redemption, that sanctification is through the celebration of the sacraments. And I love that you bring out the sacraments in this book. This is one of my favorite elements to imagine and to talk about the Blessed Virgin Mary. And uh, I'm the vice president of the Mariological Society of America, and I've been with the Mariological Society for years now. And uh, a few years ago, we did kind of two years um, of conferences of academic meetings, one year focused on the sacraments of initiation and uh, healing, and then the other one, the sacraments of vocation or, you know, something like that. We, we looked at the three sets of sacraments in those two years and I actually presented a paper on one of those at one of those conferences on Mary and the Eucharist, specifically looking at the Marian mm. meditations of Father Daniel Lord. And actually, with Sophia Institute Press, who published your book, I have a book that just came out uh, with them called Meditations After Holy Communion. And it was really inspired by my work uh, on that book, on that paper about Father Daniel Lord. So one of the things with the sacraments then, we begin to wonder, you know, I just did a YouTube video the other week on the baptism of the Lord that weekend, focusing on, well, was Mary baptized? This is a question people often will ask. And so we can ask that question. We can reflect on that. But Mary wants to bring children to the font of baptism. Uh, We can talk about Mary receiving Holy Communion. The church gathered, they celebrated the Eucharist in those early days, as Jesus told them to do this in remembrance of me. And so they gathered to celebrate the Eucharist, and Mary probably received her first Holy Communion. She received her last Holy Communion. She participated in this worship then of the early church. Uh, Mary was a person who was married to her spouse, St. Joseph, who we have this year of St. Joseph. Um, you know, so I really think that we can look to Mary in the sacramental life of the church. And I guess, well, what do you have to say about Mary's role in the celebration of the sacraments?
1: All right, thank you. So, um, you know, I talk about the sacraments, and then I... I, I highlight two aspects i guess you know one is the frequency and then the disposition um you know there are uh, two sacraments that we can receive frequently and that's the eucharist and and confession and um and and um and i I, you know i you know imagine and mary you know living with saint john and, and saint john um was was um uh, you know, commanded by by Jesus, um, you know, made a priest and, and saying, you know, do this in memory of me. So I can imagine Saint John celebrating the Eucharist frequently, and then Mary being with him would, re- you know, would participate in the Eucharist frequently. And I imagine her disposition at Mass, how collect, how recollected she would be, how filled with faith and gratitude and love. And then, and so and so, the disposition I think is is key. You know the the catechism tells us that the the fruits of the sacraments depend in part on the disposition of the receiver and so i say well, let us let us try to imitate mary in her disposition um as she was participated in the eucharist um you know try not to be inattentive or distracted or or take it for granted but rather to to be recollected to be filled with faith be filled with gratitude be filled with love and and then, you know, then, um, the, then the, the sacraments will bear more fruit in our lives. So that's, um, I think that's one thing that we can, we can learn from Mary is to receive the Eucharist and even confession, confession, uh, frequently and with the proper disposition as to maximize God's grace in our lives.
0: Yeah, I'll never forget attending that conference and, uh, you know, hearing the theological discussion. And one of the presenters, uh, he was presenting on Mary and the Sacrament of Penance. And maybe we look at Mary in the role of confession and the fact that a lot of times we assign Hail Marys or the Rosary um, as penances. So Mary is there in that participation. But he suggested that because we call Mary the Mediatrix of all grace, well, then is it right for us to say that Mary is the mediatrix of sacramental grace? So that, you know, this is a complex topic. We don't necessarily need to get into mediation of grace, but it was just something that I thought about. And uh, But regardless uh, of mediation of grace, we can just imagine that, for example, at Mass, just as Mary stood at the foot of the cross, so there Mary stands with the priest as he celebrates the Mass. The Mass is Calvary, so Mary has a maternal presence there and uh, so she is the lady of the sacraments in that regard i really do think
1: right i think mary is always part part of the church part of the sacraments um you know god has given her a an, an important and a substantial role to play in his plan of salvation and and in uh, particularly with grace so um I think any time we participate in the sacraments or or anything um you know um uh, bringing our our lady into that that experience uh asking her uh to to help us uh with the right uh, disposition with the right attitude and, and the right participation uh she, she can only help us you know gain more graces and be more pleasing to god
0: most definitely and it's through the sacraments that we come to grow in holiness. And that is what your book wants to do. It wants to help us be holy. And we look to Mary, who was full of grace, who was holy herself to help inform us as we live our Christian life. And so I encourage people really to pick up your book, The Imitation of Mary. Maybe they want to pick it up for Lent and they want to do so saying, how is it that I want to live like Mary did during the season of Lent? Maybe that's a good time to read it. Maybe. It's a good book for the month of May when people want to grow in their Marian devotion. Pick it up then. But uh, I think that all of us should want to be more like the Blessed Mother and uh, we can see who she is in the scriptures. And you've helped us uh, just today in our conversation to see how we can imitate Mary in our own life. So find the book from Sophia Institute Press. now.
1: Yes, thank you. And I think, yes, uh, I think everybody will gain something. Yeah, I think somebody, you know, everybody will gain something from this book. Um, I had many people tell me that, you know, that no matter where you are in your spiritual life, you you this you will you will benefit from this book. Um, uh, I have one bishop saying, yeah, from the average parishioner to a Carmelite nun, um, you, you can you can gain something from this book, and and by you know knowing our, our Blessed Mother more and, and imitating her and 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 learning learning from her to 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 grow in grace.
0: And really, we can just ask Mary, help us to grow in grace, show me how to live my life as a disciple of Jesus. And so that's maybe the first step is simply asking for her help, her Uh, intercession for her mediation of grace for your own life. One of the things I do, Father Kwan, is that I go through a Marian profile with all the guests before I let them go. And so I just like to build that with you and to learn a little bit about what makes your Marian devotion unique to you.
1: Sure. Um, You know, I've, I've, you know, uh, having studied in Rome, I I was able to go to a lot of um, uh, Marian shrines. And so, you know, going to Lourdes, uh, Fatima and and so on. So, um, and, and so I, I, I love just going, going to, to these, uh, Marian sites, these pilgrimages and so on. And they, they really build me up, um, to, to see so many Catholics from all over the world coming there, being devoted to Mary, praying the rosary. And, uh, so we see Our Lady is a unifying force, um to 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 bring everybody all all of her children to to jesus through the church um so that's 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 one thing in in particular but i also like i mentioned before my my reconversion uh, to the faith i've really felt our blessed mother being really close to me um that that she was the one who took me under her wing and and fostered my vocation. So, um, and um, so I feel that really that close, um, close relationship with with our Blessed Mother.
0: So one of the questions I always ask is, what is your favorite title for the Blessed Mother? She's a woman of many names.
1: Right? Yes, yes, she is. Um, You know, one is the, the seat, the seat of wisdom right? The seat of wisdom. Um, so, I, I I have a statue here of, of our Blessed Mother, right? This is uh, uh, Sede uh, the seat of wisdom. So, I, I asked her to help me prepare my homilies, prepare my talks, uh, when I write the book and everything like that, because she is the seat of wisdom. Uh, she is filled with God's wisdom. God has enlightened her. And, and, and so, she wants to uh, impart this wisdom to her children, um, you know, help us to know, help us to judge rightly uh, the things of the world, the things in our life, to know supernatural things, to know what is pleasing to God and, and, and how to act accordingly. So that's one, that's one of my favorite titles of Mary, the, the seat of wisdom.
0: Is there a favorite Marian sacramental, maybe one that means a lot to you, maybe one you wear or carry with you?
1: Sure. I mean, I do wear the uh, Miraculous Medal. Um, and I love that image of, of the Miraculous Medal of Our, Our Lady of Grace and uh, her hands out and all these rays and graces falling down from her hands. And uh, And I, I've been there at uh, in, in Paris there. I was just visiting the chapel where um, uh, St. Catherine received the apparition. Of um, of of the uh, the miraculous medal. So that's what well, that's one of the devotions that I I wear, and I I, I love the image of our the lady, Our Lady of um, the the miraculous medal.
0: There are lots of different prayers to the Blessed Mother: the Hail Mary, the Memorari. We have prayers that were written by the saints. And um, is there a favorite Marian prayer, one that you have recourse to in a time of need?
1: Well, you know, yeah, um, I, I always pray the Hail Mary, <laughs> especially, you know, in, in time of need. Pray the Hail Mary, of course, and of course the the, the Memorare, uh, Hail Holy Queen, the Rosary in general. Um, so, um, all 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 of those, yes.
0: Okay. And you know, when it comes to the rosary, uh, a lot of people want to pray the rosary. They want to pray it better. They might say, they might get discouraged even because they're like, I don't know if I pray the rosary well, or if I'm doing it right. Is there any tip you can offer that's helped you pray the rosary better?
1: Um, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to be with you, you know, invoke the Holy Spirit and then, um, and yeah, of course you know we we try to, to try to meditate on the mysteries um and and you know the distractions are going to come and as soon as we realize that we're distracted we try to bring our attention back but i think just the fact of of just praying it every day uh just having recourse to it um and um I think I think, yeah, and, and just trying to, and just trying to just trying to do do our best to meditate and, and enter into the mysteries and and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to us you know what it is that He wants to teach us, show us, uh, enlighten us as to, you know as to a particular mystery.
0: Uh, when it comes to Mary in the scriptures, we meet her in the New Testament. There are prophecies in the Old Testament anything mary says in scripture speak to you and maybe you try to live it in your own life Mm
1: -hmm. all right so you know she her last words as you know is you know do whatever he tells you right do whatever he tells you and so i try to do that right we look look to jesus and just do whatever he tells me and then and um, just to conform, try to conform my will to God's will. And so Mary does that perfectly. So by imitating Mary, we too try to uh, conform our will to, to God's will.
0: How about a favorite Marian apparition? You've mentioned you've been to some of them, Lourdes, Fatima to Rudabach. Uh, is there one that really means a lot to you? Uh,
1: there's, I, like, I like all of them, but I guess, I guess if I had to pick one place it it would be lords our lady of lords and um with with saint bernadette and everything and 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 just being there too at the shrine there of lords is just um so powerful so beautiful so inspiring and so i I would say that that would probably be my my favorite if if i had to pick one
0: sure there are lots of shrines to the blessed mother throughout the country uh, you know, some of them, or throughout the world, we should say, some of them are these Marian Apparition sites that we've mentioned. You've been there. But then there are the devotional shrines to the Blessed Mother. Like, uh, I've been to a, a few of them, you know, um, Our Lady of La Leche, for example, in St. Augustine, Florida. Now, is there a devotional shrine to Mary that yeah that you visited once and it made an impression on you? Um.
1: You know, I really um, haven't. Um, not so much. I mean, it's its more, more of these big these big shrines, these big sure. apparition sites that, that, that have really um, moved
0: me. There are lots of books about the Blessed Mother. You've written a book about Mary. Maybe you want to recommend your own book here by Father Quan Tron, The Imitation of Mary. I've written books about Mary, but is there a book about Mary that you've read that really uh, you would want to recommend to other people?
1: Yes, um, so I, I I do recommend my own book, but also there's a book that I read a, a couple of years ago. Um, I think it's called Mary of Nazareth, and um, it's um, the author there speaks about her life and, and includes the uh, uh, archaeology and history and things like that. So we get to know more Mar- about Mary and the way she lived and her setting and 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 how all that is. Uh, tied together with scripture and tradition. So we uh, we get more, more of a deeper insight into the life uh, of our Blessed Mother.
0: And lastly, as a priest, you celebrate Mass. We celebrate the Marian Feast Days. Is there a Marian song that you hope to hear on a Marian Feast Day?
1: <laughs> um, I would say... Um, uh let me see I- immaculate mary is the one that, that that jumps out um that's that's a classic and of so that, yeah that's that's the one i usually sing if, if we don't if we don't have one
0: yeah it's one of those songs that we know the words to it we know it so well we have it memorized and you know i always love the third verse of that song we pray for our mother the church on earth, you know, watch over the land of our birth or something like that. And it's just a nice little prayer invoking Mary as mother of the church but also as the mother of all of us, wanting her to obtain those graces. And that's really what your book is about, uh, The Imitation of Mary. Uh, The subtitle is uh, The Keys to Growth in Virtue and Grace. And that's really what we ask Mary to do, to help us to grow in virtue and grace each and every day. I'd like to thank you, Father Quan Tron, for being with me today on How They Love Mary. Well,
1: thank you, Father Edward, for having me on your show. God bless you.
0: God bless. You've been listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to support the podcast, I'd encourage you to do so by becoming a member at Patreon. By supporting this podcast on Patreon, you will help to pay for the monthly fees associated with the podcast and the possibility of upgrading equipment and also putting money into advertising and promotion. If you like this podcast, I'd encourage you to share it with your family and friends. And please like it and review it on Apple Podcasts. Post about this podcast on your social media. And when you're on your social media, you can follow me, Father Edward Looney, at the handle at FR Edward Looney on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I can't wait to share another episode of How They Love Mary with you next time, so be sure to tune in then. Until then, let us remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.